Charlie Ward was likely born about 20 years too late. The Heisman Trophy winning quarterback was a versatile runner and great thrower at Florida State, but at the time in the early 90s, that was not the type of player the NFL was looking for at that position like they are today. So Charlie turned his attention to the NBA where he played for more than a decade. Charlie was blessed to have terrific Christian examples at home growing up that, as he explains, helped him stay out of some trouble and issues that he may have succumbed to otherwise. Let's start with early life. If Wikipedia is right, (laughs) you were not only born in Thomasville, Georgia, but you also did most of your early schooling in Thomasville. So I'm born and raised in Thomasville, Georgia. And, um, you know, I have both of my parents uh, still living. They've been married for 50-plus years. And I have uh, six siblings, four sisters and two brothers, and a loving family. And, um, I mean, you know, during our time, there's no very few opportunities to move here or there. My parents are educators uh, in the system. At, uh, in Thomas in Thomasville, uh, both the city and the county, and and so that's all we do, um, in, in a sense. And so it was um, very humble beginnings. You know, parents worked hard um, to make sure that we uh, had the things that we needed. Um, loving environment. You know, our community was a uh, close knit, I mean, small town, but. Uh, everyone kind of knew everyone um, in some form of fashion. But, uh, you know, that was the way it rolled. You know, we, we were committed to our schools, but we also competed together in YMCA, at the YMCA AU programs. Uh, and we were good friends uh, if, we, if we competed as athletes. So, you know, something that I'm, I'm grateful for, that experience. Uh, and... You know, being able to go on and do things outside of Thomasville was also a great experience. Where is Thomasville in the state of Georgia? We're South Georgia. We're like we're on the we're on the line of uh, Florida and Georgia, forty-five minutes from Tallahassee. Did you grow up a Georgia Bulldog fan? Uh, I didn't really grow up any college fan. Um, we saw. Florida State um, a lot because that was the, most of our channels were coming from Tallahassee and we watched UGA um, as well growing up but I didn't really, I re- wasn't really a fan of either school uh, we just enjoyed watching sports but we saw more Florida State programming than any other school. Okay. Out of the seven siblings are you uh, oldest, youngest, middle? Uh, I'm third oldest out of the seven. What, what, I, I'm just curious because I've got two other brothers and they're, we're not even a year apart because the other two are twins. And so we would compete against neighborhood kids three on three in a lot of things, even football. And I wondered, did the, did the Ward kids from Thomasville do the same thing? Did you guys kind of form your own little pickup team and play against other neighborhood kids in sports? No, we didn't have that that dynamic. Um, we did put, we did play neighborhoods against one another. Okay, something we did. So that was always fun with those pickup football games. 
uh, basketball games. Um, it was always that rival, rivalry. Any of your brothers or sisters have the same kind of athletic talent that you had? We all participated in sports um, at, some, at some point, but I was the only one that went to college to, to play sport. So what was what was life growing up in the Ward household like? Were your parents Christians, and were you introduced to Christ at a very early age? Yes, we were raised um, as Christians. Our parents uh, took us to church. Um, my, my, my grandfather was a minister, uh, and they were raised as Christians as well in the church. So it was a trickle-down effect. And, um, but yes, we were raised in a Christian household. You went outside and played a lot. And so is that how you got introduced to, uh, playing sports or did your mom and dad kind of put you in a league at a very young age? How did you get introduced to playing organized sports? Well, I, I, I don't know how I got introduced. Um, it was early for me. Um, when it came down to hand-eye coordination uh, at an early, early age. And my dad was a coach, however, which uh, also helped um, aid uh, in me uh, enjoying sports as well. And it's, it was something that I always enjoyed doing. Um, I mean, some things come easy to, to others. Uh, and playing sports was uh, being an athlete was definitely something that uh, came easy to me. Dribbling the ball in the house I always got in trouble for. Uh, Balling up socks and throwing it down the hall and running to catch it. Um, It's just everything I turned into something athletic in some form. A lot of broken windows all those things um, was a part of my uh, child rearing, but it was uh, something that I just enjoyed doing, and no one really had to tell me to go outside and shoot baskets um, or go down the street to find someone to play uh, play ball with. And so that was just something I enjoyed doing. Did you have an, an early love for you know one sport or the other? Uh, no, sir. We um, I just enjoyed playing sports, being an athlete, and we. When I was growing up, we played all of them, um, and we even made up some games. It was uh, just something I enjoyed doing. So I didn't have one or the other, and that was one of the reasons why I continued to play multiple sports in college if I was going to get the opportunity uh, because I enjoyed playing. Uh, those those sports i'm assuming as good as you were at at especially football and basketball that that you probably started on varsity at a pretty early age um i didn't start football quarterback i think my sophomore junior year um my sophomore kid got hurt who was in front of me is the reason why i ended up starting uh, there Uh, but i i did start in or did play as a freshman in basketball. Now, you you played baseball, too, in high school. Was that something that you also played early in your high school career? 
I really played uh, played baseball, started baseball in like before middle school. I played in the Y League, and then once I got to high school, I only played one year because um, my freshman year, the year that I was supposed to play, uh, I got hurt, got injured, and uh, the following spring I was injured again with the same knee injury, and then my junior year I decided to uh, run track to help build up my speed for football. And then my senior year, I played baseball. So I didn't play but one year of high school baseball. Were you a sprinter on the track team or middle distance? What you, would you do? I uh, ran like 100, 200, 100. Um, but it was, it was more conditioning and trying to get stronger as a runner. We're talking with Charlie Ward, a former Heisman Trophy winner, the only Heisman Trophy winner to ever play in the NBA, who just turned 50, by the way, last year. And I'm going to ask you about that here in a minute. I want to go back into your high school days. Were you a member of, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't remember if FCA was a big deal uh, back in the 80s or not, but were you a member of an FCA there or did you lead any kind of Bible studies? What was your, what was your faith walk like when you were in high school um i mean i I committed my life to the lord like at an early age and that's when the journey began Um, like i said i grew up in a christian household and so i had to make my own decision of course to follow christ and i wasn't a part of a fca or bible study which you know we had bible study at the house um however you know it wasn't something that helped it helped me uh, grow um, as a Christian, but there was no, I didn't have a youth pastor or a group that I was associated with, like FCA or Young Life or any of those um, organizations that I was affiliated with. And I'm sure, you know, if I look back, that definitely stunted my growth as a Christian, not having those uh, outlets and accountability groups. But that was part of my journey, uh, and I'm grateful that God was able to uh, help me through the rough patches, you know, the good times um, during my high school years. That I was able to, uh, you know, have my story today to be able to share. I want to ask you about that in particular because sometimes people they they they, they kind of come to a fork in the road in regards to that that relationship with Christ. When you look back, was there a time, you know, when you really questioned uh, being a Christian and following Christ because of the pressures that were being maybe put on you by external forces? No, I mean, I wouldn't say there are times where I question Christ. Um, I'm sure we all question why things are happening. Um, and, you know, I just... I feel like, you know, when I do believe when you you have doubts, um, that's the one person, uh, spirit being, that you can go to to get your answer. And, you know, a lot of times we don't, we're not mature enough to be able to understand what's going on from a spiritual realm. And once we grow, uh, once I was able to grow, you know, as a Christian, uh, digging the Word, 
have accountability, be able to help uh, support me in that area, um, then, you know, a lot of things start to come clearer. And, you know, there are times that we have setbacks. There are times where we doubt, but not to the point where I was uh, going to say I didn't believe in Christ and those types of things. Um, I just knew that it was something that I was going through, um, and it, I was grateful to be able to have people in my life to be able to help me navigate uh, through that. And I think that's a part of being uh, in the Christian faith is, you know, aligning yourself with others that have that are like-minded and to be able to help you go go through those challenging times. Because, you know, when we are trying to go through something alone, um, it definitely uh, hinders or definitely um, make you doubt whether God is real, whether you can do it. And so it's important that we all, you know, partner or have people in our lives that can help us navigate our way through to see God's hand because when we're going through challenging times, sometimes we can't see God's hand, uh, but we only see what we what we know or where we are at that time. I wouldn't say there was ever a time once I, you know, pronounced my faith and started to live that I doubted God as far as who he was. Uh, this was to a point where I knew I had to continue to grow and develop. I mean, we all have those moments where, like, you know, why me um, in some form of fashion. Uh, however, we have to continue to, you know, seek God's presence in our lives. And I was grateful to be able to have my mom and dad, you know, who were praying and uh, helping me through, you know, challenging times with uh, daily devotionals and prayers and those types of things. So, you know, that played a big part in my belief system. Let me go back to getting out of high school, having to decide what college to go to. You landed at Florida State. We know that. But what were some of the other choices, and what were you hearing from some of the other schools regarding, you know, playing football or basketball and you know, had you decided at that time that you were only going to go to a school that allowed you to do both? Um, in my recruitment, I mean, it really came down to three schools, Georgia Tech, Georgia, and Florida State. And and one of my criteria was I was, I was going to play basketball I go, when I got to college because I enjoyed it. And, yes, that was one of the things, one of the factors uh, of me choosing Florida State because Coach Bowden had allowed Brad Johnson to play basketball and football. The other schools uh, said they would allow me to play. However, um, they, they didn't have any history uh, on their side when it came down to allowing guys to do that. So, um, so I chose Florida State uh, based upon well, one of the factors based upon uh, Coach Bowden allowing Brad Johnson to to play basketball as well. And Brad played, he was a quarterback at Florida State at that time. 1993 was a huge year for you. I mean, I, I'm, I look down at the list of awards and it, we know about the Heisman, but people may not 
remember that you were a consensus All-American. You won the Maxwell, Walter Camp, Johnny Unitas, Davey O'Brien, the Sullivan. You were the ACC player. I mean, it just it went on and on in in 1993. And I gotta I gotta ask. I've talked with other athletes who, you know, once all the accolades started coming in, and then they kind of started feeling a little bit you know, puffed up like what they had done and started to maybe push Christ out a little bit. Did you, you know, suffer that at that time, even though things were going so well? You know, did did you start to think more of you and, and less of him? Um, no. I mean, I was, I was to a point where, you know, um, spiritually, I, I really didn't. You know, I, I enjoyed the, the opportunities. I enjoyed uh, being able to be in the scope of things when it came down to those awards. But that wasn't the reason why I was in it um, or doing what I was doing. I was grateful for those opportunities and uh, grateful for the opportunity to win uh, those awards because they are uh, prestigious uh, honors. But I, I was one person of many um, because without my teammates, I mean, winning awards, that's all great. Um, and my parents instilled in me early about humility and, you know, recognizing that you're one of many and you get the honor is humbling within itself. Uh, and you know that you're representing quite a few people, not just yourself, but your teammates, your coaches, your family. And it, then it was a great opportunity that God was providing, um, a platform that he was providing to be able to share, you know, Christ with others. And and so I, I think it didn't negatively affect me uh, winning uh, all the awards. I was just grateful that um, I was able to do it. And it was a platform and it was also an accountability piece uh, that if I was going to be sharing Christ in front of everyone, that you know I was going to have to make sure that I was living according to that as well. So, um, of course, we're not perfect, but I never got to a point where I was bigger than someone else. So, big decision now, leaving college, and you've got the NBA and potentially the NFL in front of you, and you you came out and made a hard decision, basically telling general managers in the NFL that if if you weren't selected in the first round and that you were not going to play in the NFL because you you were a first-round draft pick in the NBA. You were the 26th overall pick in a draft that included Glenn Robinson and Jason Kidd. Grant Hill, Jawan Howard. I mean, a, a long list of pretty good players who went on to, to do well in the NBA. But the NFL didn't come calling. Walk us through your, your thoughts. Yes. However, you know, I, I, made a, I made a choice. That's what I've got to talk about all the time. We make choices and we have to live with the results. And so I made a choice that I was going to continue to play a basketball in college, my senior year, which uh, I was leaving my door, leaving my options open uh, for the NBA, um, because I knew going in that you know I was projected as a third or fourth round draft pick, 
and and so I wanted to keep my options open. And I made a statement about being drafted, not draft. If I'm not drafting the first round, uh, then I'll you know be considering my other options. And you know that was a bold statement, uh, but it was true. Um, and at the time, I had no clue that I'd be a first round pick. So you know all the things I was, you know. Trusting God uh, that He would put me in the right spot or give me the right opportunity, um, and I also had to put the time and energy in, and um, and so I was blessed to be able to have a, one of my coaches who took interest in me uh, from a basketball perspective uh, in helping me develop the skills that he had heard that I needed to develop from the uh, general uh, for the gyms and people that he knew in the NBA. And so we went to, you know, put the time and energy in to make it happen. And, you know, fortunately, the NFL, you know, made their decision. However, there was, you know, you only need one team. And there was one team that I know was pondering the idea, but they weren't 100%, uh, they weren't 100% on board because I wasn't 100% committed. And so they really didn't know if I would, you know, select the NFL, if I got drafted in the first round, that was Minnesota and Dennis Green. And uh, Coach Tony Dungy was on that coaching staff as well. And so it, was, uh, it wasn't hard. Uh, my prayer was, you know, God, close the door, open the door. And when the NFL didn't select me, then that meant that they, God had closed that door. And so, you know, I was grateful because, you know, when I when I prayed the prayer about closing the door, I mean, he quit, he he shut it. If I'd have got drafted in the fifth round or sixth round or seventh round, you know, that still would have been an option, and I would have had to, you know, there's something else I would have had to choose from. Mm-hmm. He decided to close the door completely, and then I gave him an opportunity to put all my time and energy into, you know, preparing for the NBA uh, draft. And I was able to, you know, make some way, headway or in the NBA realm by getting opportunities to play in the NABC All-Star Game, going overseas to play in a four-country tour with Nike, um, and then going through all the, going through two combines along with the individual workouts. Uh, to be able to get a first round, be a first round pick. So uh, it wasn't easy, but it was a fun process. I enjoyed it, being able to go through it, and you know, being able to see on the other side the opportunity that was given to me, and I was grateful for it. Well, eleven year NBA career, ten of those with the Knicks, and partially with San Antonio, and then a year with with Houston. As we end this, Charlie, let's uh, get caught up with what you're doing now and tell us about family life and and how successful you've been now coaching. You know, once I retired from the NBA, I, I coached two years with the Houston Rockets after I retired playing-wise with Coach Van Gundy. And after that, I got into high school coaching. And so I became a high school football and basketball coach my first year. And then five years after that, I was a, they asked me to be a head football coach. I uh, booked to Washington and Pensacola as a football coach. 
understood and have much success there as a football coach, but it was the same type of environment where we were raising young men to help them understand how to handle uh, life's choices and decisions that they make and how they have consequences. Now, fast forward, I'm, I've been here at Florida High, uh, Florida State University School, coaching high school basketball. So you just turned 50 recently, but you also suffered a stroke. How are, how are you doing these days? I suffered a stroke like two and a half years ago, and but I'm doing much better. <clears throat> I mean, it was just like anything else. A great eye-opening experience. I was grateful that I was able to come out on the other side of it. But, of course, you know, just like anything, <clears throat> no, excuse me, just like anything, you know, you have to uh, continue to develop and grow and learn from it, from the experience. And so uh, it was a great assessment. I had to assess what I was doing and how I was going about doing it. And I had to make some changes. And um, so, you know, I started to work out a little bit more and eat better and also remove some of the stress around me um, as far as job and those types of things. So all those things I had to assess when my health declined, didn't understand it or know it at the time why. But I, once I started getting tests, looking at my life, you know, it was very eye-opening, eye-opening experience. And I was grateful for my wife uh, being there because I suffered a mini stroke in Ensenada. Mexico. We were on a mission trip, and then we ended up having to, you know, end the mission trip uh, to head back to the, the to the states. You know, it was just definitely God's hand because I'd gone on that mission trip two years before that, and she wasn't on the trip, and wow. so just God had His hand all over this this situation. So I was just grateful. Charlie, as we say goodbye, I wanted to ask you, is there anything that you would like to promote? Uh, do you Are you involved in a podcast that people can hear more from Charlie Ward? Yes, I do a Believe in ACC podcast, which is, um, I think, on the Noise, noise Maker, that's N-O-I-Z uh, page. I think it's YouTube. And um, our family found, we have a family foundation that we support our, mostly support our daughter in her holiday notes. Uh, which right now she's uh, raising money for uh, Javassier Conservatory Orchestra uh, to help young people uh, in the arts and also I-9 Sports uh, raising funds to help those families that may not be able to um, support or pay for an opportunity for the kids to to play in I-9 Sports. So she's music. Um, she enjoys music, and she also enjoys sports. And those are two organizations she decided to raise funds for to be able to support those families that want to be a part of it. Um, so you can find that on um, our, my webpage, charlieward.org, more information on, on how you can support her efforts. And, and so we're grateful um, to be able to God has definitely blessed us to be able to do a lot, and uh, we just want to be able to help and do our part. Well, Charlie, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. God bless you, and I hope we get to visit again at some time down the road. All right, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Be sure to like this podcast, and please give us a five-star rating 
and go to suitup611.com for more great interviews 